And now, The Snark Factor with Fingers Malloy. But resist, we much. We must, and we will much. Good morning. Sunday morning. Good morning, Thursday morning, Nan. And all eyes are now focused on Georgia when it comes to the battle for the United States Senate. And resources are going to be poured into that state like crazy. Will Democrats be able to win those runoff races? Well, they're already talking about doing some unusual things. Good morning. This is the Snark Factor Morning Commute. I am Fingers Malloy. Well, on Wednesday, one week after Election Day, the Associated Press and other outlets finally called Alaska for Senator Dan Sullivan. Sullivan's victory gives Republicans 50 seats in the U.S. Senate to Democrats 48 seats with two races in Georgia headed to a runoff on January 5th. On Wednesday afternoon, Sullivan led Democrat Al Gross by more than 50,000 votes, a lead of over 20%, according to our friends over at PJ Media. We've been following what's going on in the presidential race over in Georgia. Uh, David Schaefer is a very good follow at David Schaefer. S-H-A-F-E-R. He's the chairman of the Georgia Republican Party. And listen, there are questions that need to be answered when it comes to how the votes were counted in Georgia. Designated Republican observers and members of the public have been denied the opportunity to observe the counting of votes as required by law. Thousands of ballots have been unlawfully counted in secret, according to David Schaefer. Voter review panels in at least eight counties have met to adjudicate disputed ballots without notice to the Republican members as required by law. Again, follow David on Facebook, or excuse me, on Twitter, at David Schaefer. He's the chairman of the Georgia Republican Party. So now we're gonna do we're gonna have a redo. It's a runoff in Georgia for two seats in the United States Senate. And what's unusual is you're ha- you're seeing calls by prominent liberals for people to move to Georgia to register to vote. From the Tennessee Star, Democrats invite voters to exploit Georgia's weak residency rules to stuff ballot boxes and runoff elections. Democrats are advocating for blue voters to become Georgia residents for the upcoming runoff elections. Georgia doesn't have a minimum residency requirement, which poses a legal loophole For both parties, Democrats could drum up enough voters to match general election turnouts and flip the state, and Republicans could ensure their hold on two Senate seats. Former presidential candidate Andrew Yang weighed in on the Georgia race, tweeting, The best thing we could do for Joe is to get him a Democratic Senate. 
There should be coordination of resources. Everyone who campaigned for Joe should get ready to head to Georgia. I'll go. It's the only way to sideline Mitch and give Joe a unified government. And it's not just Andrew Yang saying people should go down to Georgia. New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman suggested that people should go down to Georgia to register to vote on the Chris Cuomo show. You know, you know, you, you could sit back, Chris, and say, well, you know, it's actually good if you have divided government. Everyone has skin in the game. OK, and then maybe um, they'll want to cooperate more. But what what is McConnell telling us? He's not, he's not one, he wants his, your scalp in the game, okay? That's what he wants. He's already telling us he's going to try to do to Biden what he did to Obama. And what that means is I hope, I hope everybody moves to Georgia, you know, in the next uh, a month or two, uh, registers to vote um, uh, and votes uh, for these two Democratic senators running against, incidentally, two Georgia senators, both of whom were investigated for what? for getting a briefing on the coronavirus and then selling stocks before the public was aware of that information. Well, there you have it. It's shaping up that Georgia will be a mess coming up here in the next couple of months. The deadline to register to vote in Georgia is December 7th, and there's going to be up to three weeks of early voting in Georgia for these runoff races. Speaking of a mess, coronavirus lockdowns are coming back, gang. And the question is, what will the future hold, especially if we have a Biden administration? Well, Biden COVID advisor says U.S. lockdown of four to six weeks can control pandemic and revive the economy. Shutting down business and paying people for lost wages for four to six weeks could help keep the coronavirus pandemic in check and get the economy on track until a vaccine is approved and distributed, said Dr. Michael Osterholm, a coronavirus advisor to President-elect Joe Biden. Osterholm, who serves as director of the Center of Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota, said earlier this week that the country is headed toward COVID hell. Cases are rising as more people grow tired of wearing masks and social distancing, suffering from so-called pandemic fatigue, he said on Wednesday. Colder weather is also driving people indoors where the virus can spread more easily. The question is, will Americans comply? We can't afford a four to six week lockdown across the board. Look at how much our economy has already been destroyed based on the first round of lockdowns, especially the hospitality industry. The travel industry has been decimated. So many restaurants across the country have shut down permanently. Business owners who have, who have owned their businesses for decades, seeing it all collapse, and now there are calls for round two of this. Are Americans going to comply? It is true that people are suffering from pandemic fatigue. People aren't wearing masks as they once were. Are the feds going to be able to impose a national 
mask mandate as Biden has proposed? Are state and local officials going to go along with this? Well, you are seeing talk from governors and mayors across the country that we are going to experience a second wave of lockdowns. The mayor of Carmel, Indiana, Jim Brainerd, said it's very tempting with Thanksgiving just around the corner to think that celebrating together with family or a small group of friends is harmless. Our data shows that the opposite is true. It is the in-home gatherings that are causing the increase in COVID cases and deaths. The sacrifices we make now can save the lives of loved ones so you can celebrate for many years to come. We need to remain resolute in our determination to protect our community for a little while longer. Mayor continued. He added that state and county officials may elect to close the businesses and limit streets to essential travel only if infections continue to spiral upward, but expressed hope that those sort of drastic restrictions won't become necessary. So are we we're going to have police officers pulling people over, asking them where they're going? There's talk of this again. Your papers, please. Where are you going? You're going to grandmother's house for Thanksgiving? Well, that's not allowed now. This is chilling. The CDC is suggesting Americans have Thanksgiving outside, which is welcome news, I'm sure, to all the folks who live in northern states. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention suggested Americans who are hosting Thanksgiving dinners have the meals outside to help stop the spread of the coronavirus. The public health agency gave a number of other suggestions about how to celebrate Thanksgiving safely and updated guidance about the holiday. In addition to an outdoor meal, the CD said hosts should limit the number of guests they invite, talk to guests before they arrive about how they plan to celebrate, and limit the number of people in food preparation areas. If sharing food, have one person serve food and use single-use options like plastic utensils, the guidelines state. The guidance also suggests other typical recommendations to stop the spread of the virus, such as wearing a mask and checking travel restrictions if you plan to travel over the holiday. We've seen calls earlier from the CDC that encouraged people to have Zoom Thanksgivings. Don't leave it all. Look, we need to take the virus seriously. It's not a hoax. But at some point, we have to make a decision whether we're going to lock down as a country or do what we can to protect those most vulnerable when it comes to this virus, but keep the country open and live our lives and not live in fear. I hope we choose the latter. This has been the Snark Factor Morning Commute. I'm Fingers Malloy. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't forget to like this podcast and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Courage! Finger Finger